0: Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be recapping The Lost City starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum.
0: I loved this movie. It was so unexpectedly. My
1: husband actually recommended it for the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is he just randomly watching Chick flicks on his own? No, he saw a trailer for it like four or five months ago. And he's like, hey, when this comes out, it'll be a really good movie for the podcast, it looks like. Oh cute. Well, shout out to uh Mr. Courtney. Shout out to Mr. Courtney, <laughs> our biggest fan. He totally is our biggest fan. <laughs> It would
0: be funny if we send, we do like a very personal message, like, we hope you're toasty driving to work right now, like in your button up, <laughs> in your slacks, like, sipping on that
1: coffee. Like, the
0: he, he puts his coffee down.
1: <laughs> puts his coffee down. He actually hit a deer on his way to work today.
0: Oh my God, no. He's fine. The deer's not. Oh, my God. I thought you were saying the deer is fine.
1: <laughs> no, my, my husband is fine. The deer is not. And I'm like, can I have its bones? And he was like, no. You want the deer bones? Yeah. Or do Because you, you want like
0: Instagram decor, like you want the deer
1: head. Do you know how many bones I have in my garage right now? It's unreal. I have like five cow skulls. Cow skulls? Yeah. Do you just randomly find them? No, I went looking for them.
0: Mm, I don't know a whole lot about country living, but I feel like collecting cow skulls is weird. It's not just the skulls. <laughs> I grabbed other bones, too. Okay. I have a possum skull. You have a possum skull. Do you have any human skulls? Not yet, but you can get them. Okay. Okay. You see, I thought I would just throw that in there very nonchalantly, and I was hoping you would be like,
1: what? No, I'm not a monster. They're not using them anymore. They're dead. (laughs) Put them in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) We need more housing. Dig them up and put them in the trash. Listen, do you know that in Kentucky, um, private cemeteries are 100% legal in Kentucky, and The medical examiner or hospital just has to like release your loved one's body to you just like put them in the bed of the truck and you could bury them anywhere you want Mm -hmm. it should be like that right like why shouldn't it be like that like listen if I if I want to put a loved one underneath the rose bush in my in front of my house I should be able to do that well because the thing is like
0: people have to buy real estate to put their dead loved ones in Mm-hmm. And it's like if your mom already owns a house and she has, like, three acres, like, why mm-hmm. can't you just bury her in her own backyard? Or you have to, like, buy oven time. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I agree. Um, this conversation took a weird turn, and I'm trying to remember what was the last
1: thread we could use to cut. <laughs> this out anyways um, (laughs) speaking of what you could do with your past loved ones there's a volcano in this movie so I guess if you bought an island um, with a volcano you can just chuck them in the volcano you know
0: right yeah you could do that and then it's like it's it's almost like recycling them back to earth
1: yeah okay
0: that didn't help us get out of this tangent but I appreciate
1: your effort (laughs) Oh, we were talking about f- about my husband and him being our biggest fan. Well, listen, that's how we got here. <laughs> yeah, well, g- great recommendation,
0: Mr. Courtney. We really appreciate it. I'll tell you what had me really excited about this movie is the fact that I grew up with Sandra Bullock being a leading lady. Yes. And she is still a motherfucking leading lady. She's a motherfucking boss. Can we just have a round of applause for this? Because all of the other actresses from her era are now playing like the mom's the main character's mom. Mm -hmm. Which is like respectable, right? They're aging Mm -hmm. and they're just, you know, there's a newer generation of actors that are taking the leading roles.
1: But Sandra Bullock is like, no honey,
0: I am the main character.
1: Yeah, like she Sandra Bullock exudes accidental main character energy. Yeah. Like she didn't mean to be there, but she's happy she is,
0: (laughs) you know. I know. This is such a cute story, and it it's like a story within a story. Storyception. It's a storyception. There's so many levels. Because yes. essentially Sandra Bullock's character, which by the way, we're just going to call... like There are so many actors in this movie that
1: are recognizable. We're just going to call them all by their actual names. We're not yeah. using character names. And let's be real. These are all... They all play themselves, really. Yeah. These movies. This is... Literally, Sandra Bullock's character from Miss Congeniality, like after she retired from the FBI. Yeah, like it's
0: well, I don't think Sandra Bullock has ever played anyone but Sandra
1: Bullock, and God bless her for it. You know, I know you think she's like this in real life. I would hope so, or all my dreams are crushed. We're not going to go looking for answers. If anybody has met Sandra Bullock, don't tell us (laughs) because we're gonna listen, Rose on the regular, ruins things I loved in childhood, okay? (laughs) On the regular. So you know what? We're going to keep this for both of us. We want to
0: keep this safe and sound against our bosom. Um, No, but I I mean, I feel like if I buy tickets to go see a Sandra Bullock movie and she is not playing Sandra Bullock, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to want my money back. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah,
1: that um, that would really make me
0: sad. So in this movie Sandra Bullock is a best-selling author.
1: Yes, she is a best-selling romance author and I want you to think Harlequin, Bodice Ripper, you know, like those romance books.
0: I would say Harlequin Bodice Rippers if they were like expertly researched because the yes. character in her book is an archaeologist and yeah. so and she goes on adventures to find like these like old relics or whatever and yeah it's like apparently based on real things like she researches the hell out of her books
1: yeah she has like a masters degree or something and so this is what she did like her thesis on so she, her and her that's where her and her um late husband who has passed away that's where they met and so she basically took all of her knowledge of the subject um, and started writing smut with it.
0: So it's it's interesting because it's like it's almost like she wrote it just as a side thing. And then it just yeah. completely took off and it took over her life because it became so successful. Um. Mm -hmm. And then now her husband died, and it seems like she's kind of over it. Like, when the movie starts, Uh she has a book due, and it's almost like she doesn't care about the book anymore. She doesn't think it's important. Yeah.
1: She's just ignoring all of her agent's phone calls and taking a bubble bath, deep cleaning her kitchen. You know, she's doing absolutely everything other than finishing her book. It sounds like
0: she's living her life, but really, she's just really sad. Like, she... Mm -hmm. Apparently hasn't left her house in a long time. She's not really living. She's just kind of like mourning her husband Mm -hmm. alone in her house.
1: You know what? If my husband died, if you think that I'm doing anything important until I absolutely had to, you are wrong. Yeah. So... Here she is, Sandra Bullock, trying to
0: finish her latest novel, and she Mm -hmm. almost just like phones in the ending. Like she literally doesn't care. It's like this this great adventure of what is what is it called? Like somebody's tomb. Like they're looking for someone's tomb.
1: Yeah, they're looking for like a ancient royal's tomb, and in the story.
0: And I guess she has she has writer's block, and she can't figure out what's inside the th- the tomb. And so she just kind of ends the book there. So then we cut to it's, it's time for her book tour. Mm-hmm.
1: She's talking to her agent. The agent tells her, all right, you're going to go out there. You're going to do this interview. Also, quick thing, I hired Alan to come on your entire book tour with you to do all of the Q&As. And Alan is her cover model. Yes. And also... He, from now on, we're going to call him
0: Channon Tatum because yes. that is his name and that's who it's played by. So Sandra Bullock is not happy about this because, yeah. you know, low key, I think she's just uncomfortable with how attractive Channon Tatum is. Mm-hmm. But I think she also kind of looks down on him like, oh, he's just a cover oh, model. Sure. Like, why is he sharing stage time with me about my book?
1: Like, all he did was get pictures taken, and I wrote this whole goddamn book. Which, like, I get a little bit of her
0: saltiness, because when she goes out to the stage, and then Channon Tatum comes out, it seems like the crowd is more excited to see him than they are to see her.
1: Oh, yeah. They're yelling his character's name at the character that he's portraying on the cover in the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. They're yelling that character's name. They're asking him to take his shirt off. The first, like, two or three people that ask questions, ask him a question... Sandra Bullock is wearing this magenta sequence bodysuit, and she's just sitting there being ignored,
0: essentially. She she looks so uncomfortable. We have to describe Channing Tatum, what he looks like in this scene, because it's very obviously inspired by, like, Fabio, who was yes. the... Yes. He was, like, kind of this epic cover model in the 90s for bodice ripper mm-hmm. romances. And so he has long blonde hair... And he's kind of mm-hmm. wearing this, like, white shirt that kind of clings to his muscles. And, I mean, mm-hmm. he's everything you would imagine to see on on the cover of those old romance novels.
1: Yes. He, it's... That's exactly what it is. He has a very Fabio-like presence, and women are going apeshit crazy over it. And if anybody has any doubts that this thing happens in real life, let us put your minds at ease and tell you that it does.
0: It does, yeah. And cover models do come to book signings, and, mm-hmm. and Courtney and I have experience with this because we have been to many book signings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written multiple romance novels, and I've been to... Romance, novel signings. And yeah, people go crazy over these cover models. They're just there like a piece of meat. Yeah, they're treated like a piece of meat. And I mean, they're not. And so, and they get groped sometimes. I mean, women can Ew. kind of go a little bit crazy.
1: So, yeah. So everyone's going like shit crazy um over Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's character,
0: you know, you could tell that he's He's not just the cover model for the books. You could tell he's a fan of the books. Mm -hmm. You could tell he read the book because he answers questions about what happened in the books. Mm -hmm. And you can also tell that he thinks he's the character in the book.
1: Yeah, he that drawing that line of reality is not there for him. You know, he's he thinks that he is Dash, who is the character in the book. And this, like, kind of annoys
0: Sandra Bullock. I mean, you can just kind of see that she it, she doesn't think very highly of him.
1: Yeah. She's like, oh, you're so beautiful yet so dim. <laughs> but so Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum have sort of like an altercation on the stage where Channing Tatum just like falls off the stage. Well, because the
0: people keep every question is asking him to take his shirt off. And finally, Sandra Bullock is like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll take his shirt off. And she starts trying to take his shirt off. And he's kind of resisting a little bit. You can tell he's a little embarrassed. And uh-huh. his long blonde hair gets stuck in her watch. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it just rips out. Yeah. She accidentally rips off his hair, which is actually a wig, It, which was shocking uh-huh. to me because it looked very natural.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's wearing a wig. It gets ripped off. And then... It just kind of goes to Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum both sitting like scolded children getting yelled at by Sandra Bullock's agent.
0: I have to say Sandra Bullock's agent is acting a lot more like a manager because I feel like managers Mm -hmm. are more kind of like babysitters. They're there Mm -hmm. for every little thing. I don't think an agent would be so invested in the ins and outs of what's happening on the book tour.
1: Um, Maybe not, but this agent sort of explains that she called in every favor she had to make this book tour sign sort of happen because mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock's been out of the writing game for so long. Mm-hmm. These books have always been bestsellers, so she put everything she had into this book tour.
0: Yeah, so Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum are in the are in you know they're backstage and they're they kind of get into a little argument Mm -hmm. because I don't know what it is, but Channing Tatum's character seems really invested in Sandra Bullock's character. Like he seems to kind of low key be
1: in love with her. You can definitely see that he has some feelings there, Um, and. He's throwing some hard truths at her, you know, as they're arguing and they have another event next door. They're supposed to be on their way there. But Sandra Bullock's just like yelling at him. He's yelling at her. And like I said, he starts to throw some hard truths at her. And he's like, your husband died. So you shut yourself away and quit living. She kind of storms
0: out of the building, and she asks for a car, and the first car that pulls up, she gets into it, and two huge dudes get in on either side of her. Uh Uh-huh. Next thing you know,
1: she's getting kidnapped. (laughs) Well, she tries to open the door, too, and these dudes aren't even flinching. And Channing Tatum sees her as she's trying to open the door, and he just sees the look of fear in her eyes as she's being driven away. This next scene... I did not. I was not expecting kind of
0: like the cameos or the appearances in this movie because I didn't really watch any trailers. And so I was tickled pink when Sandra Bullock is kidnapped and taken to like, I don't know, it's like this upscale warehouse room. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be an art
1: gallery. It's like a penthouse on the top you know, floor of a building. But it's empty except for, like, a U-shaped table full of charcuterie board. It's so... I didn't understand what I was looking
0: at. Like, my brain couldn't process it. I was like, wait, are those flowers? And it's like, no. I it's thought a, they were flowers, too. <laughs> it's a charcuterie board. And in the center of this U-shaped charcuterie board is none other than Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel fucking Radcliffe. Harry Potter, In the flesh.
1: Bearded up and grown up. Double cheeked up on a Friday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) We record on Tuesday, so he's all (laughs) double cheeked up on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) Yeah, he, um, Daniel Radcliffe is there wearing, you know, a full ass suit, acting like what just happened was completely normal And Sandra Bullock's just like, what the fuck is going on here? It's so funny because she's scared. And Daniel Radcliffe is like, oh, you guys made it
0: scary. No, no, no. I told you not to make it scary. I'm like, how do you (laughs) kidnap someone and not make it scary?
1: I know. (laughs) And then he's introducing who he is. He's like one of the siblings of like a media mogul. She's like, oh, didn't you just get named CEO? And he's like, no. That was my little brother. Yeah.
0: So you could tell this guy, I mean, he has a chip on his shoulder and he explains to her that in her very well-researched romance novel, Mm -hmm. in between all of the smut scenes, there's like very real depictions of a relic that he's looking for. It's called the crown of fire and it's supposed to be full of red stones. It's supposed to be very highly valued.
1: It is. It's supposed to be. It's like a crown of like rubies is what it's supposed to be you know he explains to her like you went to college for this you have a degree in this and you actually translated a dead language which is almost impossible and so he's offering her this opportunity to come with him to search for you know this crown of fire yeah and because he
0: tells her he's like I found the island like I found Mm -hmm. it and I bought it (laughs)
1: Uh, he, well, he actually only bought the southern half because he got a really good deal because that's the way the lava flows. He's like, I bought the
0: island. Well, not the whole island, just the part where the lava goes. But yeah, so he bought, you know, a part of the island where the tomb of this like pharaoh queen is. Uh huh. He's asking Sandra Bullock to please come with him so she could help him decipher the clues of where this relic is. And she is like,
1: no, thank you. But also, you know what gets me is that she's eating the charcuterie board. I mean, Courtney, you can't sit in
0: front of a giant U-shaped charcuterie board and not eat it.
1: Why is she? She just got kidnapped. Why is she eating the charcuterie board? That could be like poison cheese, the cheese of deception, you uh, know? The- <laughs> I think
0: I think all cheese is deception cheese when you're lactose intolerant like me
1: but yeah so she declines his offer you know she realizes oh wait a minute (laughs) i'm in danger yeah so she declines the offer and then what happens is the walls of this warehouse open and a plane is there and then he chloroforms her and sticks her on the plane
0: Yeah, he doesn't really take no for an answer. But the most offensive part of this scene is the fact that when these, I don't know, doors open up behind him, the plane is blowing air into this room and the charcuterie board is going everywhere. And for me to see all this cheese hitting the ground was really
1: heartbreaking. It was really sad. I didn't like it. Well, it looked like expensive cheese, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, these were not blocks of, like, sharp cheddar You know, this was, like, Gouda, you know, brie, like, some of the soft, spready cheese.
0: Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe kidnaps uh, Sandra Bullock. And Uh meanwhile, Channing Tatum is at the hotel where the event was held, Mm -hmm. and he's telling Sandra Bullock's agent, like, oh, my God, she was kidnapped.
1: Yeah, and so... They called the police. Well, actually, they tried calling the feds first, and the feds were like, call the police, my dude. <laughs> and so they called the police, and the police are like, oh, you have to wait 24 hours.
0: I'm pretty sure that's not a thing, but I love how that is used as a plot device. Like, it, it yeah. really helps. It really helps the story, so I appreciate it.
1: Like dead parents
0: and YA novels. Yeah, Dead parents in YA novels and the police making you wait 24 hours to report someone missing. Yeah. yeah it's helpful.
1: Listen, like if you see somebody core formed and drug into a car, do you still have to wait 24 hours? Like maybe this was just like some weird foreplay, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the police won't help them. The feds mm-hmm. won't help them. Chan and Tatum is like. I have a guy on my phone. He's actually my trainer and I think he can help. So they call this guy and the guy is like, do you have any way to
1: track her? Yeah. And they're like, no, like we have, we have her phone. And he's like, oh, does she have any like Wi-Fi devices? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She has like a Apple watch, you know? It's a, I don't think it's an
0: Apple Watch. It's much cuter than an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's like a smartwatch. Yeah, she has a smartwatch. So they're able to use her phone to pull up her location. And they realize that she is being taken overseas. And this is where I died. Because when they tell the trainer who's on the phone that she's being flown overseas, they can tell he immediately knows what's going on. And he says this must be some sort of coke field scavenger hunt. <laughs> and it's so... It just... It distills what is happening to mm-hmm. this fine tea. It's so true. Like, you could just tell yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's character is coked out out of his mind, and he's uh-huh. just like, we're going on this scavenger hunt.
1: But <laughs> you're gonna find me my tiara. <laughs> Channing Tatum decides... You know what? I can't let this trainer take all the glory for saving Sandra Bullock because she's the woman he loves. Like, he really is into her. He is really into her, so he goes he flies out to the island to meet the trainer. And who's who who is this trainer?
0: This guy, this trainer guy, just happens to be Brad Pitt. And I almost fell out of my chair because I was also not expecting that. And it's not just your typical Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt as a hippie G.I. Joe-type character.
1: It's like if Dog the Bounty Hunter was hot. Oh,
0: my God, Courtney. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, though. So, Channing Tatum, he wants to come along. He, like you said, he doesn't want brad pitt to take all the glory and he shows up and he has like a neck pillow he has his airpods in he was traveling in comfort there's just something about chan and tatum that's so inherently comedic and i think it's because (laughs) no but like really like he does so well in comedies and i think he does i think it's because he's so good looking that it's absurd and so, like when he plays a lovable idiot, it's believable because no one that good-looking should also be allowed to be smart, you know. True, true, true. It's like, well, obviously he's an idiot.
1: You you only get one thing in life. You could either be smart or you can be pretty. Okay, yeah. like <laughs> um, I'd rather be pretty. <laughs> um, I choose pretty. <laughs> i choose pretty but (laughs) you don't get to choose um anyways (laughs) i got kind (laughs) which wasn't even on my top 10 list there you go (laughs) right you don't need to be nice when you're pretty (laughs) anyways channing tatum tells brad pitt like hey man i'm going with you and brad pitt is immediately like no the fuck you aren't (laughs)
0: Yeah, he just kind of looks him up and down and he's just like, this guy is he's going to get us killed. He doesn't know what he's in for because Brad Pitt, you can tell he's like somehow highly trained in combat and like mm -hmm. strategy and he's like ready to go save this woman from God knows what.
1: Oh, for sure. And so Channing Tatum talks him into it and he's like, hey, just please let me go. And so Brad Pitt says, fine, but you have to stay in the car. And Channing Tatum's like, cool, cool, cool. I can do that. Awesome.
0: So Sandra Bullock has been flown to this remote island and Mm -hmm. she's tied to a chair where she was forced to translate this little relic that Daniel Radcliffe gave her to try to find that crown. And she does translate it, but it's incomplete.
1: Yeah, so it's like the size of like a receipt, not like a CVS receipt, but like a normal-sized <laughs> receipt. Yeah. And it's old, it's ripped, it's stained. Um, and so he has his goon zip-tied to a chair to translate this document.
0: Yeah, but she did translate it. So she tells him, the treasure lies in the tomb. And he's like, where's the tomb? And she's like, it doesn't say. And he's like, we'll translate it again. And meanwhile, mm. while Daniel Radcliffe is being a spoiled little toddler... Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get his treasure. Brad Pitt is going around beating up a bunch of people trying to get to Sandra Bullock.
1: Uh-huh. And Channing Tatum does not listen and stay in the car. No. He's, like, trying to hide behind, like, a leafless bush Dude, Channing Tatum is gold in this movie. He is such
0: an idiot. But yeah, so they find Sandra Bullock. She's tied up to the chair. And so Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt are kind of bickering because Brad Pitt is like, I told mm-hmm. you not to come here. Da, 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 da. And they're like, OK, we have to get her out of here. And she says, OK, can you untie me from this chair? And they go, there's no time. So they put her ass in a wheelbarrow. I'm like, there's no time to uh, to cut her zip ties, but there's time to find a wheelbarrow, put her chair in the wheelbarrow, and then push her the wheelbarrow
1: like yeah. out of this compound. And so there's this scene of Brad Pitt pushing Sandra Bullock, who is zip-tied to a chair in a wheelbarrow, while Channing Tatum runs beside them. And then there's a big explosion in the back, just poof. It needed to happen, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: I appreciate it. It was for the plot. There needed to be an explosion.
1: You know, I, I don't... It It's fine. I love explosions, so. so...
0: Somewhere else in the excavation site, Daniel Radcliffe is like, what the hell is exploding, you know? Like, <laughs> what is even What is even flammable here, you
1: know? That better not be my southern half of the island. <laughs> and so... They get her to the car, and Brad Pitt is getting rid of the rest of her zip
0: ties. He's trying to—I t- think he only gets one off. And Brad Pitt looks up at Sandra Bullock, and you can kind of tell that she's flustered because she's just like, why are you so good looking? Like, sh- it's Brad freaking Pitt that just saved her, and they're, like, having a moment. And meanwhile, Channing uh-huh. Tatum, who is in love with her, is in the background like,
1: uh, I- I- I'm here, too. Yeah, like, this was my idea. <laughs> He wants to be the savior. I was supposed to do this. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt gets shot right in the head.
0: There's just splatter all over Channing Tatum's face and shirt. Like he's just so he's so freaked out. Um, The bad guys are coming. The bad guys that Daniel Radcliffe sent after them Uh are coming. Channing Tatum doesn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't know what to do. Sandra Bullock, like, wiggles over while she's still, like, flopped over sideways in her chair. Yeah. And she grabs Brad Pitt's gun and... She tosses it to Channing Tatum and he just drops it. It like hits the car and bounces off. He ducks. Like he ducks. She throws
0: the gun and he ducks. Anyway, um, so Channing Tatum, like an idiot, instead of cutting her zip ties, he decides to pick her up in the chair and shove her into the car. Yeah. In the chair.
1: And like the door doesn't even shut.
0: <laughs> the door doesn't even shut all the way. Yeah. He drives off. The bad guys are like after
1: them, like shooting after them. Hmm. And so they're doing some off-roading in like a freaking Fiat. Yeah. The door to the back of the car has broken off because it didn't shut and it hit a tree. Uh, they come to a cliff and Sandra Bullock screams at Channing Tatum to like stop. Um. So he stops on the very tippy-tippy edge of a cliff and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh, some badass driving." But in all of the commotion and everything, he didn't realize that he had flung Sandra out of the fucking car.
0: She it was no she's no longer in the back seat. Um, mm-hmm. she was ejected from the back of the car. Mind you, she's still tied to the to the chair. Mm-hmm. And as far as he knows, she went off the cliff. In which case, she's dead.
1: So he's looking over the cliff, like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and she's just like she calls for him and she's just there laying on her side still zip tied to a chair. She's like down the the dirt road. She's fine. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning
0: of their adventure because now you have Shannon Tatum and Sandra Bullock, neither of which have mm-hmm. like the training to make their way through a jungle with a bunch of like armed madmen after them. But that's mm-hmm. exactly what they have to
1: do. Channing Tatum had the foresight. He packed her a new pair of shoes and a snack. Dude, this guy is so
0: thoughtful. It was so cute. He has his backpack and he's like, Hey, I packed you a cheese
1: stick and some water. And like, Yeah. And he's like, Also, oh, I brought you these boots. I figured your feet might be hurting. Because keep in mind, she is
0: still in the sequenced magenta bodysuit. Uh huh. Which, honestly, I don't think Beyonce could pull off. But somehow Sandra Bullock like pulls it off.
1: Yeah, it looks fantastic on her. I kind of want one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ever wear it, but I
0: want one. Just get one and hang it up behind your door and, and pet it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just rub the sequins. And just wait for your Channing Tatum.
1: <laughs> when they go to get stuff out of the car, the car flips over the edge of the cliff. Mm. And so they have to like hike down to get it.
0: So now their only way out of there, with the car destroyed,
1: is to hike through the jungle to find a road to the airport. Essentially, to the habitated side of the island, Mm -hmm. um, which is the northern side where the lava doesn't flow. (laughs) (laughs) They're in the fucking jungle. They don't know what to do. They are both so ill prepared. It is not funny, and they're still also being pursued. By Daniel Radcliffe's minions. So they cross down a river,
0: and uh, when they get out, Shannon Tatum has like slugs stuck to him. They're leeches. Oh, they're leeches. I really don't know the difference between slugs and leeches,
1: excuse me. One of them sucks your blood and the other one doesn't. Okay. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Cheney Tatum has leeches. All over his back. Well, there's like three or four on his back. Mm-hmm. And Sandra but looks like, oh, uh, I know they're both Ugh. they're both gagging. He's
0: freaking out.
1: He's acting, he's acting like he a just, little bitch. Yeah, and then she peels them off his back and like flings them. And then he just
0: drops his pants. Drops his pants. You could see his his beautiful ass, um, which is also covered with leeches. He I think he doesn't even realize that he's basically stripped down naked in front of her because he's so freaked mm-hmm. out about the leeches.
1: She like gets them all off his ass and he's like why do they like the booty so much?
0: <laughs> and then he turns around giving her a full frontal look and he's like do I have any in my front?
1: Yeah, well, and also she's kneeling, so she is eye level. Yeah, nearly takes her
0: eye out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that is a way to go, you know? <laughs> like, if I had to die, it's by being impaled by Channing Tatum's <laughs> penis.
1: In the face? Listen, beggars can't be choosers, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, anyways... um, She is just a stuttering, blubbery mess. She's like, yeah, everything's good to go on the golden length front. (laughs) He's like, what? It's like she's never seen a penis before. And she is like staring. She's staring.
0: Staring at his penis. And she's kind of implying that it's huge. And... Uh I mean, it's a, it's kind of a romance story, and you can, like they always have to have huge penises in a romance story. Like, do you can you imagine there being a romance novel where like there's all this buildup and all this chemistry, and then they finally have sex, and the woman's like,
1: Meh. "He was he was below average, but but you know it was still good." It ain't the size of the boat; it's the motion of the ocean. You know,
0: we're writers, right? So we're really good at this. Yeah. Uh, we're,
1: um... <laughs> I, like, really regret this conversation. Let's move on. No, you don't. <laughs> um, so after they get out of the water, they actually make camp for the night. Chan and Tatum packed a hammock, which, by the way, his
0: level of preparedness, I find that hella mm. attractive. Okay? He
1: brought snacks, water, a hammock. He brought her a change of shoes. Like,
0: Yeah. This is... Level 10 attraction for me. He's taking care of her.
1: Uh, yeah. They find this, like, carving on the side of a mountain. And Sandra's like, ooh, this matches the thing that I stole from Daniel Radcliffe. And so she takes it out and matches it up. And she's like, ooh, okay, I now I know where the tomb is.
0: Well, she knows what the clue, the whole clue is, is that
1: the mm-hmm. tomb is in the Well
0: of Tears And she doesn't know where this place is, but at least she has the whole clue now. Um, Mm -hmm. And her. And Channing Tatum get into a fight because he realizes that she stole the little piece of parchment that Daniel Radcliffe had. And that was that was Daniel Radcliffe's only clue to where the treasure was. Yeah. And so Channing Tatum's like, no fucking wonder he's chasing us. It's you. Yeah. He's like, he's never going to let us go now. He's going to keep coming after us. And they get into this argument and Sandra Bullock says some kind of hurtful things about about Channing Tatum.
1: Yeah, she basically just states that, you know, he's just a dumb, pretty face and all these really good for us to look at. And she's like, you know, you might have been the hottest thing in town and you're a tiny little Indiana town. Um, to be fair, she doesn't say these things, but she implies them. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she does say that one. She does say that you might have been a big deal back in, you know, your small middle of the nowhere town. I have to say, I feel like my toxic trait is that when I
0: see, and I haven't seen very many, like, drop-dead gorgeous men that are, like, mm-hmm. models or whatever. But I feel like the times that I have seen a drop-dead gorgeous man... I kind of assume that they don't have feelings. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's like my toxic trait. I'm like, I could say anything to him and he would not feel because he has no feelings because he's too beautiful.
1: Yeah. No, I, I can see that. <laughs> and Channing Tatum is basically, you know, he comes back. You know, he does not just take it lying down. He comes back and he's like, first of all, I was embarrassed that when you i was first on one of your books he's like i was embarrassed that my friends would see it and make fun of me yeah. you know i i had dreams that didn't involve being your cover model but you just literally talked shit about everybody who reads your books and enjoys them like how dare you
0: well she basically belittled her books like basically saying that this isn't what she wanted to do to write like this these smutty books and he mm-hmm. and he was like I realized that I, I don't want to be embarrassed about something people love and enjoy. And, like, side rant, good on you, Shannon Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, because she needed that reality check of like, stop being a freaking snob. You
1: are writing these books that people love. Mm-hmm. Like, and see, romance gets enough shit. Right. Um, without it getting it from the people who write it to I know, you. I know. Like, their
0: own authors. Yeah.
1: Like, listen, if you don't want to write romance, then don't write romance. Write something else. Right. But don't write it and then
0: belittle the people that read it. Mm -hmm. What's frustrating to me is that love and sex are seen almost as like inconsequential parts of the human existence that don't deserve to be Mm -hmm. major parts of a story. But yet violence and gore, like people don't look down on that. Men are like, oh, that's not an emotion. It's just anger, sir. You're the most emotional, irrational, like, being on this planet. Anyway, make men easier to throw.
1: (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yes. They start to hear, um, they start to hear the bad guys on the motorcycles sort of coming towards them, you know? And, um, you know, they grab the stuff that they need and, you know, they kind of start to run, but they're like, no, like, shit. You know, like, they're coming, where are they coming from? Like, how are we going to get away from them? We're on foot and they're on fucking motorcycles. Chani keeps trying to offer su- a, su- a suggestion. He keeps saying, I have an idea, I have an idea, and she keeps brushing him off as mm-hmm. though
0: he couldn't possibly have an
1: idea. She says, taking off your shirt isn't going to help right now. And he's like, mm, not my shirt, but you're wearing a disco ball, bitch. His
0: idea is basically to rip up parts of her disco ball one piece and create a distraction. And so that's what they do. And the motorcycle guy sees this this the light hitting it and he goes toward it and it's a trap. They use the hammock to... Mm-hmm trap him in the hammock, in the motorcycle, and the guy runs into the other guy in the motorcycle, and they both fall off the cliff.
1: And then Channing and Sandra spend, like, a few minutes, like, we didn't do that, you know? Like, they were driving recklessly. Who just sits next to an edge of the cliff like that? Like, if this...
0: I love it so much because usually in movies, the main characters who have no experience with death or or like taking someone's life, they kill the bad guy and they just move on. But these mm-hmm. two are very rattled by the fact that they just caused two guys to go over a cliff. And they're like, that wasn't our fault, right? They were driving rec- recklessly. They were too close to the edge. Like the first guy took the second guy out. Like we didn't kill them. And you know what? They were wearing helmets. Like, they might still be alive. <laughs>
1: And <laughs> the cheating's like their body wasn't wearing a helmet. Are they just heads? <laughs> oh. So they end up escaping from the bad guys one more time. And they make it to the habitated side of the island and they go to the police. They do. And you know what my immediate thought was? This is an
0: island in the middle of nowhere. I'm not sure exactly what country this is. But I just wouldn't trust any police in a third world country to take my side over, like, a billionaire mogul.
1: No, absolutely not. I don't trust police here to do that, you know? (laughs) And so the police are essentially just like, yeah, we can get you out of here tomorrow. There's like a tiny little inn right here. Why don't you guys, you know, get something to eat, take a shower, get a change of clothes. And, you know, we'll talk to you in the morning.
0: Yeah. So they, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, they do just this. They shower, they change. They kind of go out into town and the locals like bully them into dancing And, um, honey, this is where the chemistry comes out because I know Channing Tatum dancing is like my kryptonite. The chemistry was sizzling. They are getting close. They are dancing. It's like a cumbia salsa dance. It is so hot. Channing Tatum mm-hmm. is such a good dancer. She, You could tell she's feeling it. Their faces are closed. She just wants to rub against his hard body. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something
1: else. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what
0: she wants to do. She wants to rub against his third leg.
1: You read about had to make it dirty. Um one of the local, um, like, older women, is singing this song, and, you know, Channing Tatum says he wishes he knew what they were saying, and I guess Sandra Bullock speaks Spanish, and Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, it's a folklore song about, you know, this husband and wife, and, but then it clicks with her, because they say the well of tears, and then the wall, like, the The carving also said the Well of Tears. Sandra Bullock goes to the older woman and asks her where this Well of Tears is. Yeah, and the older woman tells her, like, yeah,
0: it's underground. And then they say it's a sinkhole. Yeah, it's a sinkhole. And Shannon Tatum is
1: like, oh, I saw a sinkhole on the map. She grabs him and takes him, like, around the corner to explain to him, you know? And when they come back, fucking Daniel Radcliffe is there with his goons.
0: Yeah, because the police, you know, totally betrayed them as was expected. Sandra Bullock gets kidnapped again, right? And Uh Shannon Tatum steals a motorcycle. He actually borrows it with permission. It's his first time kind of being the hero, really, because every other time it was Mm -hmm. an accident. He's stepping into that main character
1: role. And you can tell that he likes it, but he's also kind of uncomfortable with it. He's just like, ah, somebody left me in charge. (laughs) It doesn't really
0: work. He gets captured and Mm -hmm. Daniel Radcliffe now has uh, two prisoners.
1: (laughs) Well, he's trying to figure out, you know, like where the how to get there. And so Daniel Radcliffe essentially looks at Sandra Bullock and says, tell me where it is or he dies, pointing to Channing Tatum. Mm -hmm. Channing Tatum's like, wait a minute, am I the damsel in distress here? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? He wanted to be the savior, but he's the collateral. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so she tells him, it's in this cave, kind of like on another remote part of the island, almost like another island within the island. Uh Uh-huh. And inside the cave, there's a small kind of manhole opening in the rock. Yeah, like a tunnel. It's like a little tunnel in the, in the rock and they sent Sandra Bullock through there to see if the mm-hmm. if the temple is in there.
1: Yeah, they, they're like, You're the canary. Mm. If you die, we know not to follow. Cool,
0: cool, 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 cool.
1: <laughs> I love being the canary. This is where I would die
0: because I've seen videos of people doing this when they go exploring caves and they get in these really tight, tight spaces.
1: Oh, I no. can't
0: breathe watching it. I get so much anxiety in tight spaces.
1: Do you know what exploring caves and stuff like that is called? What? Splunking. Splunking? It sounds super dirty. <laughs> Bring your flashlight. Yeah. We're going splunking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Rose just shows up with a miner's helmet with the lights.
0: I got like the helmet, the light. I have like a like a pickaxe. I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> Carabiner, spread them cheeks, baby. <laughs> I'm going in.
1: Anyways, um, Sandra Bullock is going through the hole. <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock is going through the hole. Yes, and she's like, all right, guys, it's it's safe. She comes through the hole, and
0: there is. I mean, it's a thing. It looks like it belongs underwater. First of all, there are trees. There's like a beam of sunlight that's very—it's like a fairy realm. Yeah, it's like a fairy realm. There's a there's a beam of sunlight that is like very specifically hitting a kind of like stone structure that is very obviously a tomb. And this is what Daniel Radcliffe has been looking for. This is the place
1: where the mm-hmm. the very expensive crown was buried. Yeah, and they go into this tomb or like a temple. They go into that and there is like a coffin, like a cement coffin inside. And Daniel Radcliffe has one of his goons with him. And, you know, the goon uses a crowbar to open it up. And this is the moment. This is where the tiara is. The crown of fire that's gonna make Daniel Radcliffe super rich. Uh-huh. It
0: is his sorcerer stone <laughs> in
1: this movie, yes. if you will. <laughs> and so they open it up and then they all look in and there's two
0: bodies in there. Yeah. I mean, they're skeletons. Mm-hmm. I guess the Pharaoh and his queen.
1: You could tell that he died first mm-hmm. and then she died after him. Like he like she crawled into the tomb and just died next to his body. Um, Which is really sad. It is. She's wearing a crown. And Mm -hmm. the problem is that it's made of seashells. Daniel Radcliffe is like, no, no. What the actual fuck? And then Sandra repeats the myth to him, you know, about this crown. Um, And she says that, you know, every day for a year, he brought her this certain kind of seashell that was fiery red. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she used, to prove his love to her, and then she used those seashells to make a crown to become his queen.
0: So the lore of the town was that there was a tomb where she buried her treasure. And what Sandra Bullock realizes, as she's kind of reading the inscriptions on the walls, Mm -hmm. is that the treasure was their love. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe is having... He's having he's having flashbacks to his Harry Potter days when you know how like the whole thing with Harry Potter is that like love saved his life and like love was like his power, like his special power is
1: love. And you could he's so pissed. He's like, this is bullshit. He's so mad. Uh, Like, honestly, Daniel Radcliffe's character in this movie is what Harry Potter would have been if he was a Slytherin.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's very cunning and evil. Mm -hmm. Well, the cave that they're in is too close to the volcano, which is actively Uh erupting. And therefore, this cave is going to collapse in on itself.
1: Yeah, it's like starting to cave in. You can see fire and smoke. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe's like, all right, um, Sandra Channing, get in the fucking tomb. We're going to leave your ass here. Uh, Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, if you think it's so beautiful, you guys can lay in the goddamn tomb with, with the two skeletons and die in there and the the only goon that daniel radcliffe has left is kind of this guy who's a local and Mm -hmm. you could tell the guy doesn't want to be doing this he doesn't want to be forcing these people into the tomb but he has to Mm -hmm. like he has to follow orders
1: yeah so he forces them into the tomb and then he seals them up in it The goon and Daniel go to leave. They get out of the tunnel and everything. They get back to the boat. And then the goon just fucking leaves Daniel Radcliffe there. He's like, fuck you. Yeah, I think he's bitter
0: that Daniel Radcliffe bought a piece of his island to like basically desecrate like the tomb of their beloved like Uh ancient leaders or whatever. So now you have Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum stuck inside the tomb. Um, It's pitch black in there. It's a cement tomb. They can't get it open. The Mm -hmm. cave where the tomb is is collapsing. Mm -hmm.
1: It's all bad. It's like all of it bad. It's all really bad. And then like Sandra and Channing are essentially like saying goodbyes sort of. You know, like some confession Yeah, it's a little bit... You know what I realized is that the bad oh. guy never got his villain monologue. He had several. That's all he fucking did was talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, I guess Channing Tatum kind of confesses that he is... That he has feelings for her in this tomb because mm-hmm. they think they're going to die and Sandra Bullock basically says like you know what i was wrong about you you're more than a pretty face like you'll yeah. you'll have a big tick <laughs> <laughs> no she says something sweet
1: yeah um and then she goes to like shift to like roll towards him i guess and she she feels something and it's not what you and- think yeah, she, she feels... feels something long and hard <laughs> pressing against her. It's a crowbar. Yeah, it's a crowbar, which, like, you know, I would
0: say in this current situation, it's an exciting find. It's kind of the the long, hard thing you want to shift against. Um,
1: but I guess. <laughs> I
0: guess. Oh, man. <laughs> totally. I have to tell you, that crowbar really kind of ruined the moment. But anyway, um, yeah. now they have to focus on escaping because they have a crowbar so they can open up the tomb, uh-huh. and when they get out, the way they came in, the hole in the rock is uh-huh. has collapsed, so they can't go out the way they came.
1: And so they try going out a different way, but there's just too much going on, too much stuff, like rocks and stuff falling from the ceiling, too much smoke, and then Sandra looks down at the water that's in the cave, and she's like, there's a current. That means we can follow, we can jump in the water and swim out underneath this cave to the ocean. Well, and and they're not even sure if it leads
0: out to the ocean, but they have no other choice but to try.
1: Yeah, listen, if my only option was to trust that water led out to an ocean in the middle of a jungle, if that was my only chance of survival, I would, I would die. Why? You, w- you wouldn't get in the ocean? You wouldn't get in the water? Okay, first of all, would I get in the water and then swim through a tunnel in a cave? No. Um, also, is ever we've largely overlooked that there are no animals in this fucking jungle. There's no tigers. There's no fucking right. Like snakes. There's no bugs. Well, there was there was the leeches. Okay, so there was the leeches, and that's it. You know what? There's no anacondas. There was no fucking alligators. Right. Crocodiles. You're right. Yeah. This is
0: like kind of a parallel universe where there's a wild jungle, but zero animals except for leeches. Do so you think the leeches ate all the animals? Yeah, it's possible. It was possible. <laughs> I don't know a lot about science, but that sounds possible.
1: <laughs> you know what? I know nothing about science. So somebody can literally be like, oh, yeah, like if we allowed it, leeches would become the apex predator. And I'd be like, sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I believe you.
1: Sounds about right. <laughs>
0: So they they get underwater, they swim with the current through this cave. I don't know how in the hell they hold their breath for so long. Me either. Adrenaline. But yeah, so they make it to the other side, and they break the
1: water. They, you know, they're saved. They're okay. They're saved. They're okay. And then Sandra's agent is with, like, a fucking Coast Guard boat. This lady, this whole time that Sandra
0: has been, like surviving in the middle of nowhere her agent has also been tracking her using her phone and has been like trying to get help trying to get authorities to help her find Sandra and so
1: she shows up with like a fucking coast guard boat and she's just like Sandra yeah Channing, I came to save you. I know. Um, so before she saves Sandra
0: Bullock and Channing Tatum, she actually comes across Daniel Radcliffe because he was uh-huh. left by his goon at the entrance of the cave. The The agent says, I found this guy. I thought he was a child, but he has a full
1: beard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can I just say, like, I feel like um, child actors tend to be on the shorter side. Do you notice that? It's all the stress. I wonder, like, I really like I seriously have conspiracy theories about this because I'm like, is it the stress or do they give them something to make them grow slower? Ooh. Because when you notice the ones that are short, it's not all of them. It's the ones that played a recurring character. So I have a theory Uh that they gave them something to keep
1: them from going through
0: puberty too early.
1: Ooh, that's a that is a um, conspiracy theory, and I love it. <laughs> you're like
0: that. That's a that's a theory.
1: <laughs> From the water, Sandra and Channing are like, "That's who kidnapped us. <laughs> that's him." And then Daniel Radcliffe just goes to take off running. Yeah, just takes off running. Like, where the fuck are you gonna go? You're on a boat.
0: Um, you're on a boat, sir. He gets tackled to the ground. You know, so the bad guy is captured, Sandra and Channon are saved,
1: and, you know, we kind of get a flash forward to the end of the book tour. Yeah, it's for her next book, and it's like, such and such, in the lost crown of fire.
0: But yeah, so this is our happily ever after. Sandra Bullock's character wrote another book, one that she's actually, you know, really proud of, and mm-hmm. she is now... Romantically involved with her cover model.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And they kiss at the end. And they're, like, relaxing on, like, a Caribbean beach. Yeah. Her agent is getting the vacation she deserves. And it's just
0: fantastic. Do you think that relationship is going to last? No. I don't think so either. Because Channing Tatum is... His character is so sweet, and he obviously really Mm -hmm. likes her, but they are just not intellectually matched. Mm -hmm. And she literally says she is attracted to intelligence, and it's like no amount of D is going to make up for the fact that he
1: is not that bright. Honestly, like, I would have to, like, pass out, have to be resuscitated, and, like, whatever, for Dick to be that good. (laughs) We would need to get a home defibrillator. (laughs)
0: All
1: right, guys. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you next week. Bye.